1: Welcome to the podcast, Speaking to Influence Communication Secrets of the C Suite. I'm Dr. Laura Socola, your host, founder of Vocal Impact Productions, and author of Speaking to Influence Mastering Your Leadership Voice. Last week, I had a really interesting experience. I was leading a training virtual here online on Zoom, and it was one of my common programs. It was a half day intensive. Now, this is three hours, start to finish with a break in the middle, but a, a full half-day virtual training. And at the end, we were going over some takeaways from everybody in the group. And one person took herself off of mute and had her camera on and all. And she said, you know, Laura, I actually have a complaint. And I thought, well, that's interesting. Okay. She said, yeah, I'm, I'm a little unhappy with you at the moment. I said, why is that? She said, well, frankly, because coming into this training today, I Fully expected to get a whole bunch of other work done in a half day because I figured I'd be multitasking while listening to this program. And frankly, this was so engaging and so interesting. And I learned so much from the whole thing. I didn't get any other work done. I was focused the entire time. And so, no, of course, she said this with a big smile on her face. And we all understood that she was being facetious. At least insofar as her categorization of this as being a complaint and her being unhappy with me. If anything, she was particularly pleased that she had such a good experience. And this is something that the world is sadly unaccustomed to being in the virtual world, whether it's for three minutes, three hours, three days, or anything in between, and having it be a positive, interesting, engaging, valuable experience. It's almost like we have gotten to the point where we just have accepted that virtual meetings are a just drudgery of an experience, that the best we can hope for is something of an unchallenged campaign of mediocrity. Our standards are low, but they're basically met. And that is just not a good place to be because we all know that what's coming up, the next horizon of sorts is the world of hybrid. And that's just going to be the worst of both worlds of being on conference calls per se, when some people are in a room together and some people are offsite, merged together with the worst of just all being virtual. And that is something we need to avoid. So what I wanted to focus on today in particular is how to combat. One of the most common complaints that I hear, not the one that I had the pleasure of hearing, the quote-unquote complaint that I heard last week, but the real complaint that so many people express in the virtual world, which is the experience of perpetual Zoom fatigue. So what is Zoom fatigue? I think it's a phrase that most of us are familiar with at this point. We've certainly all experienced it at some point or other. But I think most people tend to only think of it as being generically being tired of being on video, sick of seeing our own faces at the end of the day. Now, look, I, of all people, appreciate that sentiment. I run almost all of my coaching, all of my training, and most of my internal meetings on video. Almost everything is cameras on. Why? Because I want to have eye contact with the people that I'm speaking with. And by the end of the day, I'm sick of sitting in this chair and I'm sick of seeing my own face on video. You probably know what what that's like, right? We just see ourselves so often and we just need a little change, a little variety. But there's more to it than that. Zoom fatigue is about the drain of energy. And there are certain factors that, when we contrast the world of in person engagement to the world of online engagement, even with the same audiences, there's a stark difference in the energy level of those two environments. One can give you energy, and the other tends to suck energy out of you, out of your body, out of your brain, out of your environment. And it's really, I think, due to three primary causes there's lack of motion and lack of stimulation. There is an increased and sustained demand on your brain just to process what's going on, and there's an overall lack of engagement. There's a lack of engagement with the content, and there's a lack of engagement with the people who are on the call. So, What I'd like to do today is look at those three challenges, those three primary causes for what has become more known as Zoom fatigue, and look at some simple steps we can take, A, as to what is creating them, what's really underneath them, and what we're doing that's causing them, and what we can do to change that direction in simple steps. We're not talking rocket science here. Things that just take a little active decision-making and commitment, ideally with your team. But if not, you know what? You set the bar, you set the pace, you set whatever you want, but you start the change. The journey of a thousand leagues starts with a single step, as the expression goes. So you be the first step. And we're going to look at some steps that you can take to start that new path and to reconnect, to reignite, to make it easier to flow, to stay connected with your people, with your content, and help more people, if not everybody who engages with you in the virtual world, to have that same experience, to think, oh, you know, at best, I was hoping to just be able to multitask and at least get something done during that time. But you know what? Instead, I had a great experience for the purpose for which this meeting was intended. It was a good experience. I learned something. I connected with people. I'm glad that I was here. This was valuable and pleasant, positive. What a concept, isn't it? All right, so let's just jump in from there and look at a few of these three major areas. So number one, the lack of movement or the lack of motion. And this is on two levels, personal and ambient. Personal, we tend to literally not move from eight o'clock in the morning or whatever time your day begins and however many time zones you're engaging with in the course of your workday. But you have your chair. I'm sitting here in my chair that I am in Somewhere between 8 and probably 14 hours a day, depending on the day, depending on how many trainings I'm doing, how many different time zones and continents I'm working with, and frankly, how much stuff I have to do. So we do actually need to remember to change our position. So for example, at the beginning, middle, and or end of a meeting, at least once, if not twice, or ideally three times in the course of any meeting, make sure your people move. Build it in. Start everybody with a stretch. Pick somebody, either you can lead it or each day assign a different person to a particular stretch you're going to do, A particular movement. You can have someone pick a favorite song and just you could turn off your cameras if you want or turn them on for more fun, but have everybody move. Just pretend you're a kindergartner or pretend you're whatever it is and dance or stretch, or just jog in place, or do jumping jacks, or whatever it is. It can be 30 seconds. It can be a complete song, but make sure that everybody does it. Don't just turn off your camera and then use it as an excuse to finish sending the email that you wanted to then pretend that you were actually moving. Stand up and get your blood moving. Get your heart rate up and move. Instruct your people. Invite everybody to dance. Have different people each day pick the song that you want them to dance to can be your favorite song from middle school can be your favorite song on the radio this week can be whatever you want. As long as it's appropriate, of course, you know, be judicious in what you choose, watch your lyrics and those kinds of things, but make sure people move. If you want to teach them a stretch from your days playing soccer or the yoga class that you took yesterday, whatever it is, have people do those stretches with you, count them out, give some instructions about foot placements, knee angles, whatever it is but have people move similarly the ambiance if most people are working from home as I know I am the silence can be deafening in the course of the day you sit here and you're working on your computer or you're engaged in a conversation virtually but beyond that there's no noise there's no din, there's no hum, there's no other colleagues typing or walking or pouring coffee or chatting with each other. Or and Now, maybe that you like that and it's quiet so you can focus, but sometimes there is such a thing as too much silence. You need the energy, you need the movement. So maybe you can have music playing quietly in the background as your meeting is going on. What's the purpose of your meeting? Is it a work meeting? Can you find some sort of playlist on YouTube that is instrumental only with the right kind of driving beat or the right kind of quiet and meditative music, but that is focused and allows people to share whatever they need to share? Is it creative and fun and upbeat music, something out of Disney, something out of, you know, you pick, but could there be background music to have as you're having the discussion? So it can be auditory or visual. It should definitely be kinesthetic motion. At some point in the meeting, where can you add motion? Where can you add movement? Where can you add flow, some sort of a a current, and break the inertia of just sitting still all day? And for that matter, you know what? What if you were to tell everybody that for this meeting and this meeting only, whatever the topic happens to be, if you don't need to share a lot of screens, maybe everybody's going to log in on their smartphone and they have to go and find a different space. They can go outside. They can go into their sunroom. If the kids are away at school or something along those lines, they can go into the park. They can go into, sit in their car just for something different. Windows down and enjoy the breeze. There's, at least there's a chair outside that's cushioned. So, but log in with your phone on video Just doing the selfie shot so you can still see each other's faces, but you're just in a different location. Maybe you're outside. Maybe you're all going to take a walk together. You're going to decide that everyone's going to just walk around the block or walk down the street or whatever it is for the 30 minutes. You can walk laps around your house. I don't care, but everyone's going to take a walk together while you're discussing whatever this topic happens to be. Try it. Okay, that's number two. Excuse me, number one. Second, Part of the challenge of Zoom fatigue is quite literal in that being in the virtual world, because of the digital connection and the sound quality of the digital connection, especially if you're choosing not to have your camera on, so people can't read your facial expressions, they can't read your lips, they can't read your body language, they're strictly relying on the sound of your voice. The quality of your sound from the microphone that you're using is absolutely mission critical. Because watch, I want to do a little experiment with you here. I'm going to toggle, and I'm going to shift my microphone for the moment. So if you give me two seconds here to shift. Now, I've been using my good podcaster's mic, and for anybody who's curious, it's a Shure sure a Shure SM7B. It's a high-end mic. You don't need one quite this extreme because it requires a number of different pieces of equipment to get it to talk to your computer. But you can, for, you know, $100, give or take, even frankly, 60 or 75 you can do better than whatever comes with your computer. Somewhere between, ideally, 75 and $125, $130, maybe $150, you can get some really good sound. But the way most people sound on video, the way most people sound when they're engaging in the virtual world, let's see if we can do this right. I don't think I'll be able to, okay. Most people sound like this and this is extremely foggy. This sounds like I'm in a tin can. This sounds like I'm distant. And frankly, it makes you lean in and think, wait, what? What'd you say? I, I can't really, what? And you're kind of squinting and leaning in, just trying to have your ears parse through, peer th- through the fog as it were, to just catch what the words are. I'm making you work harder to identify what my words are, much less what they mean. What much less whether or not you understand what they mean, much less whether or not you agree or like what I'm saying and what your response to that might be. By having poor sound quality, like I'm demonstrating now, you actually have to you're creating multiple additional layers of cognitive burden on the listener. And now this has only been going on for about 30 or 45 seconds. So if you are going to then have this last for an hour long meeting, much less meeting after meeting six, eight, 12 hours a day or longer, that sustained level of heightened concentration is absolutely mentally cognitively, emotionally, and physically fatiguing. It is draining on your mind and your body. So of course it's hard. Now watch, I'm going to shift back and we're going to go to my good mic. And I want you to be aware of your physiological reflex, your body's reaction to this change. Ready? Three, two, one. And here we are once again on the good sound. Wow, it's like you suddenly woke up. Like I'm here in the room with you like we're sitting right next to each other as opposed to being a thousand miles away. So that is really important to being able to connect. But it's more than just the equipment that you're using. The other question then becomes what are you doing with your voice? What are you doing with your voice and how does that change the energy? It was funny at the very beginning of that very same meeting that I spoke with you about at the, at the beginning of today where someone at the end had her quote unquote complaint about the experience being too engaging so she couldn't multitask. When we first started, I had given an introduction to what the focus of the work was going to be. And within about, I don't know, a minute or two, somebody else unmuted and interrupted for a second. And he said, Laura, you know, I know you're going to be covering X, Y, and Z, but what are you doing with your voice? Because are you going to teach us how to do that? He said, there was something about as soon as you started talking, I felt this energy shift. And I felt myself focused, zeroing in, paying attention, and that increased energy, I want to know how to do that. So this is really important. The tone that you use, the energy that you bring for whatever you're going to share when you're leading all or part of a meeting is going to be a seed that you plant in your audience. And that will be reflected back to you. I mean, it's not to say that you think your topic is wonderful, happy, exciting, but is it interesting? Is it important? Do you need people to understand this? Do they need to understand it for some reason? If you think it matters, you have to dig deep possibly, but find a little more energy and allow that importance, that gravitas, that enthusiasm for the value. Of what you're saying, if not the overall excitement or happiness of what you're saying, to be carried through in the way that you deliver your content. If you start out a meeting and your energy is that strong, and I don't mean overwhelming strong, but positive and carries people through, it, they will give it back to you. But if you do what most people do and you go, okay, we're starting uh, the seventh meeting of the day and it's only 1030 in the morning and Okay. Uh, let's see. Dan, you want to kick it off with uh, update number six? Everybody is going to go, you just lost me. That The energy just got sucked right out of the meeting and you set the tone and you subconsciously told everybody, I don't want to be here. You don't want to be here. We all know nobody wants to be here, but we have to be here. So let's just suck it up and get through it as much as possible. You're subconsciously telling everybody that that's what they should think, feel, and do. So dig, find the energy, and lead off with it in your voice, in your body. Stand up, move around, do what you need to do. But even if you just stand for the entire meeting, if that's what you need to do, do it. But lead with the energy that you want to come back to you. Okay, point number three. We've talked so far about the lack of movement and motion about the extra effort required to focus because of poor sound, both from your equipment and from the tone that you set. And now number three is the lack of connection that we tend to feel with the other people on the meetings. And there's, I think, two main ways that we can very easily reconnect. One is to simply humanize the meeting. Have a little fun. You know, part of the fun of meeting people in person was that there was that banter in the beginning, chit-chat, catching up over the weekend, et cetera, just ways to remember that this is a human, not just a line item on an agenda who you're going to be meeting with or someone in a participant's list. So here's a couple simple ways that you can kick off a meeting with something fun, with something engaging, with something that will perhaps teach you. A little bit about each other and remember that there's another whole person in there. So number one, everybody inevitably shows up to a virtual meeting with a beverage of some sort. So maybe ask people to share either in the moment or tell them in advance. Tomorrow, bring your drink in your favorite mug, your favorite souvenir water bottle or whatever it happens to be. Just have people hold them up and share what it is. What are you drinking and what's it in? Where'd you get it? What's it from? Is it? something from your alma mater? Is it your favorite sports team? Is it a souvenir mug from Disney World? Is it a water bottle that you got from a conference that you went to? Whatever it is, just share. You'll be surprised what kind of funny slogans and pictures and other things that people have on it. Who's drinking coffee? Who starts out at six o'clock in the morning with their first Diet Coke of the day as they work their way through a six-pack? Who knows? But it certainly tells you something. Try alternatively, maybe it's going to be hack day where everyone's going to turn on their cameras and be wearing their hats or not wearing their hats and then say to people, all right, everybody, one, two, three, put your hats on. And it could be your sports team hat, your favorite color hat. It could be from a Halloween costume, whatever headpiece that required or, or superhero mask or something along those lines. But see what stories come out of it. Who'd like to volunteer what it's from or why it's meaningful or why it's their favorite. Or here's a thought. Everybody knows that from the shoulders up, you look great. What's on the other end? What's on your feet? Are you wearing fuzzy slippers? Are you wearing flip-flops? Are you barefoot? Are you actually in dress-up shoes or heels or something? And if so, why? Where are you though? you're wearing real shoes? What a concept. But you could share with each other. Again, all these things culturally speaking, you have to know who your audience is, what's appropriate, who will feel comfortable with what. Give people the heads up in advance so they can prepare accordingly. Another one you can ask people to share is a souvenir or a vacation photo or perhaps baby pictures as in yours. Go dig deep, call your parents or dig out that ancient family photo album from 40 years ago and find a picture of your baby picture and show it to the group. That should get some good faces. Um, Do you have pets you want to share or something else that is a really great opportunity to learn something about others is a pride point. Maybe somebody just bought a house Yeah. Can they show keys or maybe their kid just went off to college You could show a photograph of that? Or did you just get a cat or did you run a marathon or do your first 5K? Do you have a participants medal from whatever it was? Just hold it up and it can be all these things can be either done whole group if you're in small groups or in breakout sessions or pick two or three volunteers who'd like to share. But you'll be amazed what people are willing to teach you about themselves with these kinds of things. And the final opportunity to reconnect with your people, this is a little bit more serious, is to set the purpose. Now, in theory, all meetings have a purpose, but don't ask what the purpose of the meeting is. Ask other people what their purpose is for attending this meeting. Don't just let them attend mindlessly. Ask them, go around Robin, and ask them specifically, what do you want to get out of this meeting? Or what do you hope to contribute to this meeting, either or both? That's a very different question. What do you hope to get from this meeting? What do you hope to contribute to this meeting? And then at the end, go around one more time and say on a score of one to three. One being not at all, two being somewhat, and three being yes. Did you achieve what you set out to achieve? Did you contribute what you wanted to contribute? Did you get what you hoped to get? Why or why not? Have people give their evidence for why. That will teach you a lot about the value of your meetings and what really does need to happen and where your expectations and your interpretations are different from everybody else's. You'll really do some culture change on that one. Okay, so very briefly in recap, Zoom fatigue is about energy drain mentally, physically, emotionally. So in order to combat it, we want to add energy to the meetings. You can increase motion You can improve the sound quality and variety from your equipment and your voice, and you can make an effort to connect, or for that matter, reconnect with your people by humanizing the meeting, having some fun icebreakers at the beginning, and setting intentions for contribution and gain for each meeting, and then confirming at the end to what extent those intentions have been achieved. And those can be show or tell in lots of fun different ways big or small with whatever of those icebreakers are gonna be by the way. Think about it as show and tell for grownups. So with that, I hope this gives you some inspiration for your meeting starting 8 a.m. tomorrow morning or for that matter, whenever you're done listening to this podcast, who's the next person or group that you'll be meeting with? How can you infuse a new level of energy into that meeting? Prevent Zoom fatigue for yourself and for them and reconnect on a whole new level. With that, I hope you're inspired. I thank you, as always, for tuning in to me and to listening to the show. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And don't forget to give a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or your platform of choice so we can help even more people to increase their confidence, presence, and influence. And finally, if you want to download my free guide to equipment recommendations for virtual influence, including my picks for microphones in particular, which is relevant today, plus lights and more, go to speakingtoinfluence.com. I'm Dr. Laura Sokola, and you're listening to Speaking to Influence, communication secrets of the C-Suite.
0: Thanks for listening to Speaking to Influence, communication secrets of the C-Suite, the show for leaders who want to speak with impact. The hosts, producers, owners, and media distributors of the show make no guarantees that the strategies and information discussed will result in profit or other success and may result in losses. The opinions and statements of the hosts and guests do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the owners, staff, managers, broadcasters, or sponsors of the show. No medical or psychological therapy or personal or professional wellness or relationship advice is offered in the show. You are advised to seek counsel on matters related to your health, family, relationships, job, or other business and legal matters from licensed advisors in those areas prior to making any changes in business or lifestyle. No information provided may be suitable in your situation. As always, take responsibility for the decisions and actions you take, including the reactions they may make in your work, family, health, and life.